I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Welcome back to the third episode of Mystery of the Unex sorry, Mysteries of the Unexplained with me, your host, the man that you saw at the crossroads tumming for a lift but passed by later to see him in the same town that you were heading to, William <laughs> O'Hanlon. And here with me today is Hi, I'm Annie. I'm just sitting in my little room here in Cork. I have neither um, morphed into another person or morphed to another place. I'm just me. Oh, that's nice. That was actually quite nice. (laughs) If you'd be a little bit nicer in life, you might get a bit further. You know? But before we start today's main episode, we need to say thank you to our new Patreons. Thank you too. Thank you too. And we really feel this from the bottom of our little tummies. Thank you, Charlotte Marsh. Krista Rummage. Thank you to Hi Listess of Wimbus. Oh, what a fucking great name. Yeah, great, brilliant. Thank you to Valerie Mansker. Thank you to Disa Turner. And finally, thank you to Debbie Robertson. I hope we didn't uh, mispronounce anybody's name there, but thank you so much for uh, supporting the show and giving us a few quid. Thank you so much. And now we feel the pressure to actually be good at what we do. Whatever will we do, William? <laughs> We've been crying the last three nights because the pressure has gotten to us. And he's actually in a hospital ward. <coughs> I know I do have I do on that note I do have the tiniest little bit of a cough today so and I feel a little bit wheezy but I don't think it's anything COVID related it's oh god just, oh um, god oh god it's just I think I, I started running again in the last few days and I think it's my lungs being like what the holy fuck is happening here so do excuse my breathlessness I'll still try to make it sexy for you guys 
that's no problem we'll forgive you this one time and we also have a new review which is five stars and it is show is awesome um, love the hilarious way you two go at each other show <laughs> is great and that's from Zirkel Jeff thank you very much for your review and you can review us on Apple Podcast and CastBox which helps the show greatly um, and on CastBox is where you can sometimes get to chat to us guys in the comments box so yeah uh, don't forget to rate and review the episodes. Mucho, mucho gracias. Muchas gracias. And now that we have rebranded and renamed and going forward, it's even more valuable to us to get the few little uh, reviews to shove us up the podcast ladder. <laughs> Cut the shit, Annie, yeah? We have some paranormal investigating to yeah, do. I Excuse on. me. Come on. If you'd let me talk, I'm trying. Today, I bring you a story from... Antarctica, one of the driest, windiest and coldest places on earth, a frozen landscape home to cute cuddly penguins, seals and whales. <laughs> However, it is also the home to the disappearance of Carl Robert Disk. Oh, you thought it was a little cuddly story, did you? <laughs> yeah, oh little penguin, make a penguin friend. Oh, hello, Mr. Seal. Oh, who splish splashed as a whale? No, someone is missing. This isn't happy feet, bitch. Bird Station is a former research station established by the United States located in West Antarctica. Built in 1956, the station was part of the International Geophysical Year, or IGY, a project that encompassed aurora slash airglow, cosmic rays, geomagnetism, gravity, iosphonic physics, longitude and latitude determinations, meteorology, oceanography, seismology and solar activity. This project would run for a number of years. Such a project would require personnel that would possess the intellect to carry out experiments and more importantly the mental stability required for such an isolated place. Fast forward to the year 1964 and a 26-year-old by the name of Carl Robert Disk from Monroe, Wisconsin, sat waiting for an interview at Boulder Laboratories. Ah, Mr. Disk, please do come in. Thank you, sir. It certainly is a pleasure, honestly. Take a seat, Carl. So, you want to work for Boulder's Laboratories, eh? Yes, sir. Can I begin by saying I possess extensive knowledge regarding the whole chain of processes, starting from the sun and solar wind, how it interacts with the terrestrial magnetosphere, and coupled with the ionosphere, thermospheric system, I am... Let let me uh, stop you there, son. We mostly are interested in boulders here. We collect the boulders boulders, smash them up, hoping to find something inside and hope to resell the contents at a high markup. Now Carl, let me level with you. The pay is good and we have a great opportunities for working in exotic environments. Carl took a moment to weigh up his offer. Finding a job in Munro was a difficult task, let alone one as an ionospheric physicist. Well, I have never, by the way, heard you say so much big long words or sounding so intelligent. I know you don't have a fucking clue what they mean, but I'm... This is working for you. Excuse me? This is working for you. Excuse me? You should put some of these words on your grinder. Sorry, back back to seriousness. He accepted the offer. Soon after he accepted his new role, Carl was asked to join a research team in Antarctica. The destination? 
Bird Station. The coming months would see him work long hours in a small hut called the Radio Noise Building, just over a mile northwest of the main complex. Like, I, I kind of like was wondering, like, what the fuck? What would you be? Oh, there's a lot of static today. Going to write that down in my report on the noise, radio noise building here. Today is particularly noisy. And then someone's just like, no, you just have the volume. The volume is just turned up on that. If you put it back to the middle. Oh, thanks for that. Looks I'm, like it's a normal day. I'm imagining he was just there and it's like for like two weeks. It's been like, shh. And then it's suddenly like, wherever, whenever, we're meant to be together. And then he's like suddenly after tuning into Shakira's personal radio station. From the future. That sounds actually very paranormal. Thank you. I thought so too. Between the two buildings, a length of rope aided researchers in their journey from hut to main complex. This length of rope was vital when travelling during poor visibility caused by the deadly weather experienced in Antarctica. However, Carl had made the journey so many times over the past six months that he no longer used the rope, even in poor weather. He knew the path so well. On the morning of the 8th of May 1965, at 9.15am, Carl Robert Disk left his colleagues in the raised radio noise hut to make his way to the main complex. Climbing, I presume he was after completing his radio show that morning. It just sounds like a DJ or something, doesn't he? Yeah, I presume he was after doing all the shout outs to the Antarctic penguins and stuff. And he's like, Fluffy, (laughs) Fluffy wants to say hello to his partner, Flippy, who has been at sea for the last three months collecting fish. Hi, Flippy, we hope you make it back safe. And he's like, radio, 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 radio (laughs) noise. Climbing down the ladder, he placed his feet firmly into the thick snow beneath. The journey would take approximately 30 minutes. However, by 10am, the team in the main complex raised the alarm and set out to find Carl, presuming he had ran into trouble on his journey. In the freezing minus 40 degree Fahrenheit weather, they deployed themselves along his intended route. But there was no sign of Carl Robert Disk. The team continued their search and at 11.30am a set of footprints were discovered heading in a westerly direction and not the expected southern direction that would lead to the main complex. Oh, how interesting. It seems his feet have betraying him and went in this wrong direction. Look everyone, the tracks lead down to the ski way, you know? Where the supplies flying? That's where I saw those lights last night. How peculiar. How peculiar. But why would he go in this way? He seemed to be travelling with purpose. And look at these tracks. The tracks in the snow had consistent long paces. No start-stop evidence or expected retracing you would find with a person who was lost. Wherever Carl was heading, he did so knowingly. The team travelled along the route for approximately four miles to the edge of the station's outer perimeter, only having to return to the main complex to refuel. The team searched for days and by the 14th of May, a large area of approximately 37 square miles had been searched. But the only thing the team found was the purposeful footprints that ended at the skiway facing forward in the snow in a south-facing direction. What makes it stranger was the fact that the footprints simply stopped, as if their owner had been lifted upwards. 
Weeks passed and soon Carl Robert Disk was presumed dead, having succumbed to the harsh Antarctic weather. But why did Disk travel in such a purposeful way in the wrong direction? Where was he headed? Where did he disappear to? And if so, who or what took him? Theories surrounding his disappearance remain mysterious to this day. Some argue that Carl had simply lost his way on his journey. The guide rope was directly in front of any personnel that descended the ladder, evidence that Carl knew where he was going. After realising his mistake, would he not have retraced his steps back to the radio noise hut? Others stated that he had been playing a game of cards with his colleague at the hut and that Disc had become increasingly agitated during the game, accusing him of cheating and eventually left the hut saying, I'm going to visit my friends at the pole. <laughs> Fliffy, Flippy and Flop, Flippy and Fluffy were waiting for him at the, at the pole. I, I just think it's funny, like imagine him playing like a game of Snap and then like, it'd be like, oh, you, oh, stop, let me win. And then being then like just throwing the table and just be like, I'm going to visit my friends at the pole. And just be like, wow. <laughs> but, but the next theory is, uh, is... I just thought this is so funny. Others at the complex say that Disc worked solely with another co-worker who they described as incredibly boring. (laughs) Oh, that's me. The co-worker allegedly spoke with a monotone voice that simply over time drove Disc insane. And that was the reason for him leaving the radio hut. Could you imagine being stuck in a little hut in the Antarctic with some like person that's like this, you know, I really like marbles. They they really are round and sometimes you know, I like to I like to rub the marble on my hand and sometimes it just rolls right out of my hand and what do you hey hey Carl, what do you think about marbles? <laughs> Oh my god, I feel like everyone has worked with one of those people yeah. like in their lives. Like every job I've had, there's been one like a Father Stone from Father Ted. Like, no, grand. Some like, people that... do um podcasts with people like that. And their names Annie. <laughs> <laughs> bitch wait until my next story. Gotta bore your bitches to death. I, I think I I have an idea about what happened here. Oh hold it, hold it, hold it. Now we're not done, right? Nearly there though. What makes this story even more haunting is the reports from team members that claim to see lights in the sky that seem to travel under the cover of blizzards and fog, as well as strange noises which were heard on many occasions, but no explanation or source could be found for them. Did Disc see the very same lights and went to investigate? Furthermore, bizarrely, Disc's husky named Gus went missing a few days later. alien oh my god but maybe he was the alien in form of a dog i didn't think of that actually yeah your simple little one-celled brain wouldn't stretch as far as to think of the story we had just last week oh my god years passed and in 1971 a strange message was picked up at a research center in the antarctic via the aa2 weather circuit sir i'm picking something up here To the world I am dead, they believe that my body is but a frozen pinpoint here to the surface of this white continent. I say to you, I, Carl Robert Disk, live 
Do not for one moment think that this was a mistake. Everything was planned. They pushed me, tormented me, and bored me with their shallow lives. Well, what kind of fucking entertainment did he think he was going to get out of the fucking North Pole? Is he the North Pole or the South Pole? I don't know, like, did he think he was going to have a riveting life up there? He's a fucking moaner, this fella. The endless singing of the wind almost drives me mad. I begin to long for human companionship. The message went on to say how he lured his dog Gus away with oysters soaked in barbecue sauce. How bizarre! Like what? Like I can just imagine him being like, like did he come back for Gus? Did he like go and then come back and be like, Gussy, hey Gussy, Gussy? Because he he went to like this little shack that was a little bit away from the compound and was like, oh, I should have brought the dog. I'm really bored. I know what I'll get him back: an oyster soaked barbecue sauce. Well, Gus seemed to went with him, and he did go missing. The message ended and was never repeated. But how could a man survive in the harsh environment with such little provisions? Some people say that the message was there for a hoax. They believe Karl Disk was a spy for the Soviet Union, whose cover was about to be blown and was therefore extracted from the base. Could this explain the strange lights and noises that occurred near Bird Station? The mystery remains to this day. Annie, what do you think happened to Karl? I think... That he went for a poop. You did, people don't go missing when they go for a shite. They do up there though. Because he, he wanted like. They probably had to go like in, in the. You, you know when you really really need to go. And you don't want to stink up the bathroom. So he was like oh. And like they're living in a little. Sh- like a tiny little building up there. And he was like oh Maud's going to be going on about the smell. Then for the rest of the fucking week. If I take a poop in there. So I'm just going to go outside and take a poop in the snow. And then he went out and that's why he didn't follow the line. That's why he went off the track. And the reason why they couldn't find him is that like, yeah, like his track stopped there and he crouched down in that squat position and a little snow flurry came along and covered him up. And if you go back there and if you dug in that same spot, he'd be there in in a taking a poop position. Wow. Wow. (laughs) Sometimes I wonder what is actually going through your head. (laughs) perfectly well it's more fucking reasonable than the fucking kgb came and like and got him from outside the shack in so like and and your your one mod inside didn't realize that there was a fucking jet or hovercraft or something over their their fucking building (laughs) but like if mod was similar to yourself she wouldn't have put two and two together like, she wouldn't have copped that on. She would have just been like, oh, Antarctica is getting a new strip mall. Like, it, she, <laughs> you know, you wouldn't be. But I did look up reviews of Bird Station, and these are genuine reviews of the station in Antarctica. Guess how many stars oh. it has on, Go- on Google. You can, it's it's on TripAdvisor. I don't know how many. It has 2.3 out of 5 stars. One person gave it 5 stars and said, the only place where my vodka gets slushy the Booker's Bourbon is the ticket at 135 proof. Sit and chill with the penguins, which is bizarre. I think they mistook it for some sort of uh, nightclub. Maybe there's another another place. <laughs> and then someone else gave it one star and they said, nothing there but ice. No buildings at all. But it is so <laughs> cold. <laughs> what the fuck do you expect? 
respect. It's fucking Antarctica. I know. And then another person just gave it one star, but they didn't comment. <laughs> maybe that was maybe <laughs> maybe that was Carl. That was Carl. He was like, mm, went there all right for a while, but then it ended up in me disappearing mysteriously. So not going to give it two stars. I don't know. What what do you think? I think that he was abducted into the sky and those strange lights were UFOs. They were like, we're going to rescue you. And Gus was actually after being the dog and, and guided him to the spacecraft. And then they went up in the sky and they lived there forever and ever. And then he sent that radio transmission just to kind of fuck with people's heads. Oh my God, well, you are so ridiculous. We have had stories that are way more mysterious than this. And you're like, there's a simple explanation. And this guy goes for a poop in the middle of the snow. <laughs> no. And you think that he you think that he got ad- abducted by aliens. He's in the middle of fucking Antarctica. Like, of course he froze to death. They just haven't found him yet. He did, and he didn't go for a shit and then get lost. He went for, he went for a shit. No. Don't you, don't you start this. You're in that kind of, you're in this kind of one, one pupil is bigger than the other phase. I've seen it in you before and it's, it fucking terrifies me for starters. But you're in that kind of state. Anyway, the mystery still remains. So if anybody knows or has any other information, why don't you throw it into our little Facebook group and we can discuss it further. Oh my God, as well as that, can we please have stories about your most boring co-worker ever? That would be so much oh, fun. Oh yeah. No names, no names to be mentioned, but like what kind of conversations like did they have with you? Like I remember one guy used to tell me in detail what he had for his dinner the night before, like in detail every day. I don't fucking care what you had for your dinner. Nobody cares. Oh my God. <laughs> okay, Annie. We're moving on now and after the break we will have a fantastic little section that we call Ask Any Anything. (laughs) Yeah, it's all about me. This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full important safety information, visit juviderm.com. 
There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Now, Annie, I have a question for you, and it is, would you rather be poor but help people or become incredibly rich by hurting people? Um, I think I've been poor and helping people all of my life. (laughs) (laughs) Which would you rather? Well, actually... Um, I chose a job working in mental health and oh. homelessness, so I chose to be poor and I chose to help people. Oh, no, don't you start now. I'm not putting myself on the cross. And um, I would just like to say I would rather be rich than hurt people. <laughs> <laughs> I fucking knew it. Only joking. Okay, next question, Annie. Would you rather have one nipple or two belly buttons? <laughs> buttons of course of, of course like sure what's the harm in having another belly button it's just another place to insert love oh my god what kind of shit are you into? <laughs> and lastly lastly would you rather blink twice the normal rate or not be able to blink for five minutes but then have to close your eyes for ten seconds every five minutes uh <laughs> Stop with this what? shit now. This is hard. It's okay. I'll, I'll repeat the question because your little mi- bright, your little mind couldn't Please. get it. Would you rather blink twice the normal rate or not be able to blink for five minutes, but then have to close your eyes for ten seconds every five minutes? This this line has been disconnected. <laughs> I guess I'd like to blink at twice the rate because you don't really feel yourself blinking, do you? So you wouldn't really know. You would just look like you're having a fit to other people. And because the other thing would be annoying. And if it was happening, if you're walking down the street, you'd be like walking into things and stuff. So obviously the first question, stop asking me all these weird things. I don't like it. Can we please return to normality? On to the next section. Oh, have we found your limit? Is this your limit? Yeah. Weird questions. <laughs> yeah, I just, they have to be. They have no. to be simple, kind of like, do you like oranges or apples? Questions. Yeah, and like we can't get too crazy with you. And like, should I cheat? Should I cheat on my partner? Kind of questions, which the answer is oh always God. the same. Like, what is the answer? If he's better looking, 
<laughs> if they have more money. And that concludes Ask Annie Anything. Join us after the break where we will have some breaking news. Breaking news coming in. China's Iron Crotch Master fight. Masters fight to preserve painful looking tradition. Iron Crotch Kung Fu requires a steel plate capped log that swings through the air and smashes into a man's crotch. A 65-year-old from the village of in central China practices a unique and excruciating looking strand of martial arts coined Iron Crotch Kung Fu. Its most famous technique involves a steel plate capped log two meters in length and weighing 40 kilograms that swings through the air and smashes into a man's crotch. When you... (laughs) When you practice... When you practice Iron Crotch Kung Fu, as long as you push yourself, you will feel great, said Wang, head of the Jun Martial Arts Academy. Wang, who has been practicing the technique for around half a century and has two children, insists that the correct methods and sufficient practice, and with correct methods and uh, sufficient practice, it does not hurt and has no effect on fertility. The iron crotch mastery of which is gained by taking hits to the body's weakest points while using Jiang breeding techniques to inure oneself is just one element of the branch of Tongabuquan Kung Fu that has been practiced in Wang's village for the past 300 years. The style encompasses scores of attack techniques as well as resisting pressure pain or hits to other sensitive areas. Very interesting, isn't it? And I do have a picture of him um, mid getting hit with it. <laughs> this story was uh, brought to you um, by myself, William O'Hanlon, top newscast reader of the mysterious world of the unexplained. Thank you. Would you go out with a man that's been hit in the crotch with a steel thing multiple times, Annie? Um, <clears throat> yeah, sure. It's safe on contraception, I suppose. I thought you were gunning for a child. Get all the benefits from the state. <laughs> no. Do you know what I think? I think the quality of I think the quality of your bizarre news has gone severely downhill this new year. What? That is bizarre. That is a bizarre news story. <laughs> Hello? <laughs> I just don't really know what to say about that. I suppose you're interested in men hitting themselves and the balls and all that sadomasochist kind of stuff i i like to vibrate on a higher frequency so i do so you can read all the stories about wangs that you like um (laughs) (laughs) and that concludes today's episode if you would like to hear a little bit more you can sign up to our patreon and get bonus mysteries of unexplained uh, episodes where three seasons of our lost podcast the lost podcast that will shall forever be our first child uh, what the fuck is in this book and you can get a shout out on the main show 
and you can also make sure to follow us on our socials you can find us on instagram at mysteries of the unexplained pod or on twitter at mysteries pod or why not join our facebook group which is called mysteries of the unexplained you can also email your stories to us at motu stories at gmail.com to get a readout on the show and yeah we would love to hear your stories about the most boring person that you have ever worked with in your life it's not hard for me to have to stretch my memory back that far because somebody is coming to mind (laughs) go on go on there was this guy who used to tell me about ancient fucking martial arts of hitting a guy in the fucking testicles with a bit of a log with a steel toe cap on it and I was like oh my god that's so interesting and then he'd go all in and about it and about how it didn't affect your fertility you could still have children afterwards and I... so I used to just take a few Valium and have a cup of coffee and just nod along oh sorry I fell asleep there when you were saying that sorry <laughs> it's time what's, to go <laughs> what's your name again <laughs> join us next week for more mysteries of the of the place Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.